Jasmine, do you have a child? I don't. Not yet, at least. <laughs> nice. How many you have? Three. Three. All right. All right we're recording. <laughs> All right. Great. All right. So today we have Blunted Buddha on the podcast. And so, you know, we're going to be talking about cannabis and spirituality and everything else. So my first question for you, man, is um, where'd you get the name from? Blunted Buddha. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of a funny name, isn't it? <clears throat> we're kind of jealous. We're kind of jealous. We are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're like, you know, copyrighted yet? <laughs> it could it could go either way because blunted. Look up blunted in the dictionary, and that's not the description of what the Buddha is. The Buddha saw things clearly, so it could go either way. Obviously, I'm a oh. I'm a fan of I'm a fan of cannabis, and I'm talking about the the my preferred method of of rolling cannabis, which is a blunt. Uh huh. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I don't know if you guys got that or not, but well, of course, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, guys are, you guys are young. Yeah, you guys are young, man. so you come get on, it. Man. A lot of people, you'd be surprised how many people don't get it. Is my point. Oh, are you? But hey, why, why don't I do a quick intro real quick so people know who I am? So oh, I'm, please, please. Yeah. So my name is Scott. I'm 43, married, three kids. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a writer of philosophy. I'm a poet. I'm a mystic. That's me. Woo. And where are you based out of, Scott? Denver. Nice. Oh, yeah, nor Northwest right. Denver. Oh, so it's easy it's for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we moved here. So one of the businesses that I own is Land Organics. It's a CBD company. And it's actually my wife's company. My wife, when we were living on the East Coast, she, um, she started her own self-care line, like body creams and stuff like that. And me being a pot smoker, I also have uh, chronic pain in my hips and back just because sitting in front of a computer for 25 plus years. Also, I had like a, um, an injury doing sit-ups. So I have uh, chronic pain and I discovered CBD in 2016. And uh, like I said, my wife was already working with essential oil. She had these creams that were amazing. So we combined the two, decided to move to Colorado and it's been the best move ever. When was this? We moved here in November 2017. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I met her in 2009 in Las Vegas. Uh, she has two kids, so three of the, the kids that I said that I have are stepkids, but they're very much mine. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been in their life for the last 10 years. Um, what was I going to say? What were we talking about? You met your wife in Vegas. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty unexpected. <laughs> Yeah, we were both living there at the time, so. Okay, yeah. I thought it was like a, yeah. like you two happened to just be vacationing at the same time and ran into each other. Nah, we were both locals and we ran into each other, so a little bit less romantic, but so it was you, still cool. So you guys yeah. are running a business? Mm-hmm. Like one or two, you said two separate businesses or? Yeah, so I'm doing, I'm doing two startups. One of them is Leon Organics, which is a CBD uh, skincare and wellness company. Like I said, that's very much my wife's company. I kind of help her with sales and marketing. Um, but that's also a family company, like our, our two oldest kids. One of them sitting here looking at me right now, trying to be quiet, um, is a 21-year-old. She's the manager of our store for Land Organics. We have a store in uh, Westminster, Colorado. And then our son is in charge of all design. So he knows Illustrator. So any design that we need, we send it his way. 
I do all the copy for the for the company because I'm a I'm a writer. And my wife makes these amazing creams, oils, salves. She has like face creams that are 100% organic, uh, eye serums and stuff like that. So that's Lean Organics. And then the second one, which is a little bit less developed, is uh, Mindful. Mindful spelled M-I-N-D-F-O-O-L. It's a play on the Buddhist word mindful. And um, it's less developed, but I think it's still a really great idea. I mean, just the... Um, the logo, or not the logo, the name of the company alone. We have a really good logo. We have really good designs. We started off as an apparel company, but I think I'm going to pivot and make it more of a spiritual company where I'm producing content and stuff like that. And then I'll have a store to sell my, my shirts if, if I still do that. Nice. And do you consider your blunted Buddha as like another, like a self brand? Yeah. I mean, what was the question of what kind of brand? Yeah, like, do you consider Wanted Buddha to be, like, your personal brand, or, like, do you hope to expand that into a storefront eventually, too? Yeah, Blended Buddha is very much my personal brand that I write poetry and philosophy on. I don't really want to commercialize it at all yeah. versus mindful. I mean, even though, even with mindful, I really want to switch it to more of a content base because I discovered with Blended Buddha that there's such an overlap of... Um, psychedelics and cannabis and Buddhism and spirituality. There's so many things that are the same. If you do one, you do, you, you know, you can, you have the similarities with people that do the same. Maybe they don't smoke pot, they're just really in spirituality. But guess what? They're also peaceful. They're also introspective. They're also, um, drawing a blank on the third thing right now, but there's, there's a lot of things. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And then to answer your question. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I absolutely love that you have a family business. That is amazing yeah. that the whole family's involved. That is so cool. Well, you have no idea how happy I am about it because the <laughs> amount of work that needs to be done is tremendous. <laughs> so to be able to split it out amongst four yeah. people that have four different skill sets, like I'm truly humbled by my wife, you know, because when my wife and I met each other, we both weren't doing too well. You know, it was, no. I think at the time I was addicted to pills. And, um, you know, it's just, she was kind of all over the place. So it was like, we helped each other. We helped each other get to where we're at right now. And I, I knew, cause I've always been successful in business. Like I've had my problems with big pharma. Um, I didn't talk to you guys about the idea, but that's a big part of why I'm so pro cannabis because I was addicted to the pills for bit of big pharma for like 23 years. And it took me 18 years to get off of value. 18. Wow. Yeah, so I had this job, going back to what I was saying with, the, with this job, I had this job where I was making a lot of money. It required my brain. I, sell, uh, I still do it to this day, 25 years, or 25 years later. But um, it was a high-pressure job, and I needed my brain, and I needed to be uh, able to talk to people and be work with technical things and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And getting off value was just so hard because anytime I would stop taking it, my brain just didn't work. So... Mm -hmm. It was a cycle where I just, you know, I had to go back to the doctors and blah, blah, blah for 18 years or 23 years total before I finally got off. And that's a big part of why Blended Buddha is Blended Buddha, because cannabis is not addictive. Cannabis comes from nature. Cannabis, it might be a little psychologically addictive, but it's not physiologically different. It's yeah. not um, physically addictive, like um, Valium, opiates, et cetera. So a lot of this stuff, 
was reason when Pluto came up because I realized that there's these intersections of spirituality and cannabis, and there's these hypocrisy um, in the world about the stuff that Big Pharma was doing, how they were killing me. Think about how many people you know have died from opiates. And I know you guys, you guys are in that generation, so you had to know people. Me personally, over 13 people I personally know have died from opiates. Either opiates or moving on to heroin. So all of these things just, you know, you can hear the, the fire in my voice right now because I'm very passionate about it. Um, but all these things came and made Planet Blue come forward. My best friend actually from college um, passed away a few years ago from a heroin overdose. But yeah, she was, funny thing is we, when we met, um, we were trading pills. That's, yeah. that's how our friendship started. Yeah. Oops, yeah. Yeah, I lost my best friend when I was 22. He, uh, we hung out every single day. We went to high school together, blah, blah, blah. And um, I started dating this girl and kind of disappeared for six months. You know how that happens. Yeah. And one day I got a call, yo, man, he's dead. And it's like, we, when we hung out, we would just go out and get Percocets and stuff like that. Like, you know, yeah. it's just, you know, it's just how the culture was because pills were so prevalent in the 90s and the 2000s and the 2010s up until recently yep but it's scary though because you hear about all these young like i hear about these young people in rap songs and stuff like that talking about body yeah. like dude you are killing yourself right now man it's it's bad they shouldn't be legal so i have a quick question um do you have you ever kind of dabbled in like the nfl as far as like there's a movement going on in the nfl where um what is it called valium i hear um, that valium valium yeah i hear stuff like that and just other pills or uh stuff like that like real is really prevalent in sports especially the nfl and stuff and there's been a movement to um big movement to you know um kind of legalize um, cannabis for athletes like do you have anything to say about that I think NBA, one of the major sports leagues just announced that you're you're allowed to smoke pot now. They're not going to test what? for it anymore. Yeah, I don't remember which one it was. NBA. I want to say, yeah, I want to say NBA. Are you serious? What was this? Yeah, it's dope, yeah. right? So they, Literally. they said that they weren't going to test, test players during this downtime. What else would that mean? Oh. Why, why would they not? Yeah, it's because oh, <laughs> they want to smoke. But just this downtime? Uh, was it just a downtime? Yeah, I think during... I thought it was during, like, while the season's off. I heard that. I heard that. But oh, that's still, what I thought you meant. Yeah. But still, that's cool, though. That's yeah, cool I didn't that, know it was yeah. just why the, um, the season is off. But still, it's a step forward, right? Mm -hmm. Big step. Big step. Yeah. So I have a question for you guys. Have you ever had any spiritual experiences while smoking cannabis or psychedelics or anything like that? Oh, Hey, uh, Jasmine, I'm going to use a restroom real quick because I stay hydrated. So you can start mm -hmm. first. I'll be right back. Yeah. So my experience, um, it was actually after about a three-month tolerance break. Um, and I was sitting one, I was sitting out in the yard like um, at night. And as I'm sitting there, it's like I actually, that was when I realized we're all one. Like I could yeah. literally feel my body kind of like, expanding and like morphing and floating up but connecting with the air connecting with the chair in front of me and i just like as if like particles just started like 
like coming apart. So that was super cool. And That's I've done beautiful. A, that was beautiful. Was, and it was peaceful too, right? It was amazing. And I got this warm feeling. And I've done, um, so I've done acid plus shrooms. And I, I live in New York and I was outside for it. So unfortunately it wasn't more, it was a spiritual experience. It was more like, oh my God, what's going on right now? I want to get inside. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely want to uh, try it again, but like in the right environment. Would you talk about the LSD or? Yeah. As oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, plus shrooms? Yeah. Well, not together, but yeah, I've done shrooms, uh, yeah. Oh, oh, I thought you said you did them together. I was like, whoa, what's that like? But, um. What would that be like? Yeah, that was, nah, <laughs> that was crazy. I don't know. Um, but uh, LSD for sure. I did it one time and it was just like, I immediately recognized, recognized it as a spiritual experience. It was like, just felt like this intense, like euphoric, like energy that just kept going through me. And I could, it's like my, I couldn't handle it. Like it was so euphoric, like it's constantly. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, constantly, I got the giggles and you know, all that. Like, but it was just like, I recognized, like, I was like, wow. Like it, it was just such a profound experience where I felt like, you know, things are stripped, you know, like the traditional spiritual LSD awakening experience. Mm -hmm. But I was already like really awakened at that point. So I, that's for me, it was such a cool experience. You know, because it was like, um, it's just directly experiencing something that like, I don't know, just use kind of spiritually practice to like, to kind of like soften the veil. Mm -hmm. you know, so, yeah, I think uh, psychedelics, specifically LSD and um, shrooms, they kind of increase your brain power a little bit. So if you're like meditating, or if you're trying to focus on something specific, you're going to be able to do it easier. Meditation, maybe not because your, your mind is also very unsteady because it's very chaotic, yeah. but there's also a bit of a, that's why people get more creative and more intelligent yeah. and stuff like that. It's why um, microdosing is so, so uh, popular right now. Interesting. Yeah. But one of, one of the things since we're talking about cannabis and spirituality is combining the two, you know, there's, Every time I smoke, I consider it to be a, a spiritual experience. Yeah. yeah. You know, I try to go within. I always try to meditate when I uh, smoke cannabis. I love that. Yeah, it's, it's hard to focus sometimes because, yeah. again, your, your brain is chaotic. But um, one of the things that you and I talked about, Andy, that I wanted to talk to, to your audience about and to Jasmine about is... Um, HeartMath. So Heart, HeartMath is a HeartMath Institute is a research place that does research on electromagnetic waves and human breathing and heart and stuff like that. And they did some really, really good studies that have really good science in them. It's based on the science of HRV, which is uh, heart rate variability. It's the best way to monitor and um, uh, what's the other word I'm looking for? It's the best way to monitor meditation, you know, if you're, you're doing it right, you know, if you're doing it wrong, because it monitors your nervous system. It doesn't monitor your uh, thoughts. Thoughts are a uh, effect of your nervous system. So you're getting more to the root by monitoring your nervous system than you are by monitoring your thoughts, which is some mm -hmm. of the other meditation devices. But one of the cool things that I've uh, been able to do is combine that spirituality and that cannabis using 
this app and this little uh, Bluetooth thing that clips onto your ear that measures your HRV is, and I did it right before this, this conversation. So I meditated using my heart math uh, device and calm my nervous system. Cause I, I'm high as fuck right now. I took an edible like an hour ago and I smoked yes, a bunch sir. right before yes, we sir. came on. Yes, sir. So, <clears throat> but my nervous system was relaxed and it's a very good combination mm -hmm. to have a relaxed nervous system and still be high because then you can kind of tune into that chaos a little bit more. Yeah. Hey, um, really quickly. Well, I want to add to that real quick by saying something that I find really profound Two two things. Number one is, um, if you raise your vibration, if you can get in a good mood while you're uh, smoking it or um, while, you know, you're first you know, getting high or whatever, um, there's a real good, there's a, it's a real good positive momentum um, that can happen. Um, because for me, in the past, I've been someone who really struggled with negative thinking. Um, and then on top of that, when you smoke, it's like super bad. It's like, you know, it's like, I can't, you know, it's, gets really crazy it's an intensifier right 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 um so so i mean like getting off to a good positive um momentum is is really powerful um and number yeah, two it's smart it's smart number, too that's why they say psychedelics you should gotta watch your environment because everything that happens around you affects your high and it, it'll increase it it'll yeah. intensify it so if you're in a good spot yeah you're gonna have a good trip but if you're in a bad yeah. spot, there's a possibility you're gonna have a bad trip. My bad yeah. for interrupting yeah. you though, go ahead. Yeah, um, and no, 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 that was great because I wanna to add to that. It's like for me, um, I think there's two great reasons to, two great intentions to set uh, while on cannabis or whatever is number one, to enjoy it. Um, yeah. And number two, for any conscious practices um, you wanna do as well. And I love what you said about meditating because I think that's something I wanna start doing because I've had, had some very profound meditations. Um, but I was gonna say number two, um, something that really, honestly, cannabis did not become useful until I, I properly, I learned about dosing. Like, mm -hmm. just kind of like, do, like, for me, you know, I'm someone, I'd rather take like um, a few good hits than smoke a whole blunt, right? Um, for example, just because I feel like, honestly, less is more. Um, because yeah. for me, when I, when I smoke a whole blunt or whatever, it's like, um, it's like, I, I don't feel like, oh, like this is an amazing experience. And it's like, I feel more tired than anything. But yes. when I have a smaller dosage, it's like, um, I, I can be way more mindful with it. What do you have to so say about you, that? Do you guys know about the endocannabinoid system? A little yeah. bit. Yeah. So it's a network of neurons throughout our bodies that cannabis binds to. It's a balancing system. That's all it is. So that's why uh, balance with marijuana is very important. So I'm right there with you, even though I smoke way more pot than what you just said. That don't matter. It, it's a balance for me because yeah. I've already grown up a, a huge tolerance to marijuana. Yeah. But still, I have to watch my balance because if I smoke nine blunts a day instead of two or three, then shit gets fucked up in my life and marijuana becomes a hindrance instead yeah. of something mm -hmm. that helps me deal yeah. with pain and stomach issues and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Cause I am a, a legit medical user of marijuana. I used it to get off of volume. I took my last mm -hmm. volume in July of 2018 after wow. 18 fucking years of trying to get off that motherfucker. 
Damn. Tell me how that should be legal. Damn. So, so the other thing, and this goes back to your very first question, is Blunted Buddha came about because I think I had a spiritual awakening with the experience or with the benefits of or with, while using, excuse me, while using cannabis. When I was like 18 or 16 or something like that, I, I didn't like marijuana. It was too much for me. I was already yeah. a sensitive person and um, everybody around me was using it. So I tried it and I had like kind of like an ego death when I was real young. And I didn't recover from that from a real, for a real long time until I was like 25-ish, maybe even longer than that, to be honest. Because my 20s, up until like mid-30s, I was fucked up, you know? Um, and I have an addictive personality. I admit that. It's one of the things that became very clear to me after awakening. Because you guys will probably know this, that, you know, for the first three months or four months after awakening, everything's fucking amazing. And then yes. you go downhill. Yes. So, I mean, I yes. went deep deep, deep into the underworld and, and made my way back out of it, you know, hopefully, yeah. thankfully. Yo, I experienced the same thing. The mm -hmm. same thing, man. When I became super present in 2016, like for, for the first time in my life, like my mind stopped, right? Like, because it was always, it used to be just constant on. And then it's like the, the next few weeks and then the next few, few weeks felt completely euphoric. It felt like I was in heaven. Yeah. Um, but then as time went on, right, it started to diminish and it started just feeling neutral and peaceful. Um, and yeah, yeah. And then like, for me, it went downhill. I, I got in a relationship and it went completely downhill. But, but out of that going downhill, all this amazing stuff that I'm doing now has, um, you know, showed up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when I was trying to get off of Valium in early, we moved here in, uh, 2000, November 2017. That's when I started smoking pot really, really hardcore. And it was all to get off of Valium. And I finally got off of Valium. I smoked, no lie, like three pounds worth of pot in like 10 months. I know it because I had the receipts. I paid for it all. I spent like fucking 20 grand on pot, man. It's fucking crazy. Wow. That but is it got awesome. me off of Valium. So, I mean, it was worth it. Yeah. But during this time, during this time, before I got off of Valium, it was still April-ish. I've never written a line of poetry in my life. I've never written a, a line of philosophy in my life at this time. Up until like three months before this happened, I was just trying not to suffer. I was just a fucking poor sap. I mean, things were really good at, my, at that point in my life. You know, 2013, my son was born. We moved to the East Coast to get away from Vegas because we figured out that wasn't a good place to have kids. I met a mentor in, in when we were living on the East Coast. He was my next door neighbor. He was a Buddhist. And I was already a Buddhist at this point, too. Um, and he was just, have you, ever, have you guys ever ran into someone that was just like, man, you're a fucking angel. Like, where, where did you come from? How do I deserve this? Like, mm -hmm. he was just so wise and so patient. And he saw the things that I didn't see. Like, an example was my stepchildren. You know, I'm a compassionate person. I'm a someone that I've always been sensitive. I've always been compassionate and I've always, you know, I try to be a good person, you know, and, but with my stepchildren, I, it's something I couldn't really figure out at first, you know, like I said, I was addicted to the uh, Percocets when I met them. So I wasn't in the best mindset. And then even as I became sober and everything became great, I couldn't figure out how to do the stepdad thing because I, I would give them space and I wouldn't be too hard on them thinking that, you know, they'll love me for that. But a kid needs more than that. A kid needs love. A kid needs attention. A kid needs somebody to bond with them. And I just didn't understand it. 
you know i didn't understand these things until my son was born and then um i ran into this guy that was you know kind of this mentor so and he he was really into the the religion of buddhism and that wasn't my thing i'm just a philosopher i'm not into religious i am spiritual yeah. nowadays but one of the things that drew me to buddhism is they don't talk about what happens after death they don't talk about um who god is because who fucking knows what matters is ending suffering in this lifetime that's what the buddha mm -hmm. focused on yeah. so one day after smoking three pounds of pot trying to get off a of value moving to denver i just woke up and everything was fucking perfect wow it was very it was very gradual it was very mild but like um i know you guys have done this because you're you, you talk about having a high vibration and andy i see your tweets about gratitude you know how sometimes it's hard to feel gratitude because it's, it feels like you're going against the the grain but you do it anyway because you know it's the right thing to do and it's the right thing to change your mindset uh, so what uh, sorry what do you mean about um that it's like going against the grain is it because so have you ever have you ever been in kind of a negative mindset or a bad oh, mindset or even even oh, a neutral even yeah. a neutral mindset yeah. and you try to get yourself in a high vibration yeah no, and you yeah. get say affirmations or whatever you do yeah. and you feel like it's not really working but yeah. you know it yeah. is so you do it anyway yeah. so yeah so it was the opposite of that it was yeah. every i was great i was truly truly occupying the yeah. full consciousness of gratitude for everything in my life love it it just everything just seemed fucking amazing every single day when i woke up i felt like a kid like i was so grateful for my wife my my son That's my really my neat. stepchildren my business and it wasn't something that felt felt forced it was just like man fucking life is amazing yeah oh, that is so sweet wow and I think that's what the spiritual awakening was. The Buddha talked about these things called mental formations. Mental formations Whoa. are just like ideas and perceptions of who you are and who this person is and what you're placing yeah. in this world. It's all fucking garbage, just ideas. And one of the things that psychedelics and cannabis does is it get rid gets rid of false mental formations. That's mm -hmm. why people have ego deaths because they think yeah. They think the world's one way when it's really the other. And when they wake up from it, they're like, fuck. Mm -hmm. I curse a lot, guys. Sorry. No, you good. No, us too. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But you know what? You know what's brilliant is that I feel between us, um, Zahn, and the other uh, kind of pot friendly and cannabis friendly accounts out there, there's, we've discovered that there's this whole world of people that get high and have spiritual experiences. Because people respond to my content. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've actually so, tried to meditate a few times, but um, well, my, my tolerance is honestly really low. Like I only take like a few hits, um, but I also smoke spliffs and I really can't like finish. <laughs> and so when I try to meditate, I get a lot of visuals in my head. It's like mm -hmm. images and like, imagination like one after the other it's never blank do you right. experience do you guys experience that too or are you kind of able to like focus your mind on something you know honestly it yeah. depends it honestly depends sometimes my mind is very steady when i'm high it's almost like the high allows me to ride the wave into stillness because my mind becomes so focused on this one thing i you know i don't know what that is um 
and I find stillness that way. Other times I find it very hard to quiet my thoughts, but that's how it is even when you don't smoke. Some yeah. days you can meditate and find stillness, others you can't. I did remember something funny though, as you were speaking though, if you guys wanna hear a funny story about Blunted mm -hmm. Buddha. So another reason why I created the, the, the name Blunted Buddha is because like I said, I feel like I had this spiritual experience after smoking all this pot and doing all this meditation and kind of combining the two. And my dumbass thought I could replicate it. Like I thought that I could teach other people how to do this. So um, <clears throat> what I kind of alluded to, I don't know if either one of you guys uh, read my first blog, but my first blog talks about the Kundalini experience mm -hmm. that uh, happened to me. And that was after the spiritual awakening that I just told you guys about. I didn't talk about that in the blog. Marijuana brought on that, that kind of spiritual awakening where things were just fucking perfect in my life. It was gradual. It wasn't as sudden as that Kundalini awakening. Um, but marijuana very much brought it on. And, you know, I traced back in my mind, like, how did I do this? How did I eliminate the suffering completely like this? Like, I need to teach other people how to do this. Um, and one of the things that I realized that I did during that time is you ever get really, really fucking high and like just panicky, just like yeah. overwhelming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I would play with the idea and I'm sure you guys have heard this being in the spiritual world is the, the Buddhist concept of just um, occupying that space instead of being yeah. averse to it and, and running from it. And you just kind of breathe into it and just feel it and allow it to be felt. And I did a lot of that. I did a, a real lot because I went from one of those people who's probably similar to how you are, Jasmine, where mm -hmm. I can't, couldn't smoke too much pot. If I smoked too much pot, it was fucking overwhelming me because I was so sensitive as it was. As it was. Mm -hmm. um, and I went from being like that to being able to smoke like, you know, whatever I did, like three pounds of pot in 10 months because I kind of surrendered into it. And I thought it was repeatable. And I even went to the extent of recording like a cannabis meditation. But unfortunately for me, right around that time, Kundalini started to fall and my life became hell. So, and I couldn't replic replicate it no matter how much pot I smoked yeah. or how much mushrooms I took. So this is, this is something really important that I wanted to talk to you about as well is because like I said, there's all these things, there's all these intersections between spirituality and cannabis and psychedelics. Compassion, people that, that smoke and have ego deaths are compassionate for other people because they've truly ran in their own ego. Non-judging, how many pot smokers do you know that are fucking judgmental? Not many, because it makes you not fucking non-judgmental. That's another, mm -hmm. another thing that Buddhism shares with its spirituality. Peace, truth, release from suffering, acceptance. You learn to just accept things the way that they are. One of the, I, I tweeted this recently. When you smoke pot, one of the things that happens is you become content with life. Maybe not content with the way your stomach feels and you want to go get food and stuff like that. But if you smoke pot on a Friday night, at least that's how I am. I don't need to do anything else. That's what I'm doing. I'm fucking yeah. smoking pot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm chilling that's the fuck home and smoking pot. Because that's <laughs> way better than everything else. But... You know, there's a balance, obviously, to, to that. But, you know, there's all these intersections. But, you know, this gets to the, to the important part. I know I went off there a little bit. Is that there's, there's parts that you can only get with spirituality and a sober yeah. mind. Yes. You know, so there, there, there comes a point where 
number one, you have to watch your balance. Even when you do say, you know what, marijuana or psychedelics are part of my life. It helps me explore my inner being more. Yeah. It helps me truly understand who I am. It helps me find profundity at the core of my being. You know, there's all these fucking amazing things that happen with psychedelics and cannabis. But if you use them too much, and this is what happened to me, you, you know, things don't go well. You know, you, you run into a bad trip. And this is one of the, the powerful things of nature versus big pharma. Because if you use big pharma's drugs too much, you fucking die. If you mm -hmm. use nature's drugs too much, it tells you. You have a bad trip and you don't want to fucking do it anymore. Mm -hmm. Cannabis might be a little bit different. You don't really get bad trips from cannabis. But... You know, you know, you know when you're smoking too much mm -hmm. pot, you know, so it's, it's a balance. And then I also think that, like, for me, I'm, I'm kind of on the road to enlightenment. I had this profound experience happen to me to, to make me realize that I'm much more than I thought I was and that we're connected in ways that are very visible that people fucking ignore in ways that aren't visible that, you know, that are just mystical or whatever, but you know, I, I'm working towards, I did two months sober in, in um, 2019, because I talked to you guys about my addictive personality. It mm -hmm. serves me in a lot of ways. I'm addicted to, to Buddhism. I'm addicted to being a good father. I'm addicted to uh, being living a good life. Those are all healthy addictions, just like ego. Ego is not all bad. Ego helps us accomplish really hard fucking things. It has, it has a um, utility in this world. Mm -hmm. But where I'm getting with this is I'm, I'm going to be stop smoking cannabis pretty soon. I, I did two months uh, sober last year. I did one month sober this year already. I plan on doing May sober and I'm, I'm starting to ease my way into it. Like I said, cannabis does get in the way sometimes of meditation, not so much from a focus standpoint, but I just get fucking lazy. I don't yeah. want to do it. You know? So um, I just don't want it to be a hindrance. And then I also want to prove to myself that I, I can conquer this addictive personality, which I've already had, gotten off all the drugs that I've been on in my life. There's balance in my life. Mm -hmm. The last volume I took was 2018. I did uh, two months sober last year. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking for that, that ultimate balance. And I might go back to cannabis after I, you know, prove mm -hmm. to myself for six months or whatever that I can do without it. Because it does help me. It helps me with chronic pain. It helps me with stomach issues. Mm -hmm. um, so there's, there's a lot to it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm in the same boat because, um, and Andy actually helped me not feel too guilty about it, but I've always had that battle and back and forth in my head about like, oh, I should be sober. That's the proper way. And I shouldn't use cannabis, especially since I personally don't need it for pain reasons, although it's definitely come in handy. Um, but I've noticed, yeah, it's just the laziness that's been kind of I don't let it get in, in the way too much, but yeah, it's just like those moments where like, you're just like, oh, I don't want to get up. I just want to chill. But yeah. when I'm sober, it's like my energy, I just, it never ends. And yeah. so I feel Have like, you, yeah. I'm, I'm moving more to CBD. I mean, it's easy for me because I get CBD really fucking cheap, mm -hmm. but um, with my, my wife's company, but I'm moving more and more mm -hmm. to CBD. You get a lot of the benefits. It's not psychedelic. It's not intoxicating yeah. like THC is, but for pain, it helps me. Um, it's, um, it's a good combination versus THC can be tough meditating with CBD yeah. is fucking awesome to meditate with because it's natural relaxing. And what you're trying to do when you meditate is relax your mind and body. Yeah.
I should, I should actually try it again because the only times I used CBD were after my breakup about the end of 2018. Um, and that was only because I was out of bud and I also have a very addictive personality. Um, I was actually on Adderall for over 10 years. Yeah. Um, so you fought the battle with uh, big farmer as well. Yep. And honestly, it was, it, it did a lot for me, a lot of positive things, but the only reason I started smoking more was because, um, to combat the effects of the downers of Adderall, like the irritability and not being hungry at all. And so, but was, I, I was just like in that vicious cycle of taking Adderall because I'm too tired and then having to take weed at night because I wanted to go to sleep and eat and just actually relax. Yeah. Um, yeah it's almost like the things, the things that you take to give you balance in life or put, or nope putting you out of balance so it's like it'd be better off without them maybe yeah and that's that's the benefits of cbd i mean cbd i'm so proud to be part of the hemp movement because mm -hmm. not only is cbd cbd's uh anti-inflammatory so it's going to replace like advil ibuprofen those things are toxic for your liver it's toxic yeah. for your internal systems mm -hmm. cbd does the same thing without harming you same thing with opiates you don't have to worry about addiction and moving on to heroin anymore because you can take cbd it's mm -hmm. mild see one of the one of the things with cbd is that it's it's very mild it yeah. doesn't you'll you'll still feel what's bothering you but it'll be less manageable and i think that's good because pain and anxiety are messages from our bodies and to completely yeah. cut off that that um make it silent is to stop communication with your body so if you can make it more manageable like one of the things um that i i, I definitely feel like i'm a stronger person now mm -hmm. i feel like no matter what the, i was just telling i wasn't that nervous for this uh podcast but i was telling uh chris from change focus last time mm -hmm. that i was a little bit nervous but like since my awakening I can close my eyes and I can remember where it was in my brain for some reason. And that confidence and that creativity and that ability to put words together and all the things that came to me after the awakening, I can just shut my eyes and get to it. So when I was nervous with Chris, I kind of went to that space and like instantaneously, like, fuck, I know who I am. <laughs> yeah. I know who I can talk about who I am. Why am I afraid? You know? Mm -hmm. So stuff like that. See, but but going back to CBD, CBD is um, I'll I'll send you some so you can try some of ours. Whoa! Go for our website. That's awesome. Yeah. I'll definitely check out your products too. I yeah, we do it. things. We do things the right way. We do like third party testing. We're working on our uh, uh, good manufacturing process certification and stuff like that. So we have a quality product. I know you love it. Is uh, CBD completely legal now or no? Yeah, one hundred percent. It's one of the, the good US? things Trump did. Yeah, yeah. Trump, Trump signed a bill in uh, December of 2018, completely legalizing it. Oh uh, the God. FDA has been dragging their feet, though, and that's why, like, uh, banks and merchant accounts and shit like that haven't really uh, yeah. hopped on. Yeah. But, I mean, it's the future yeah. of health. It's the, it's the future of skincare, too. CBD is an antioxidant and wow. an anti-inflammatory. It's very wow. good for your skin. So there's a, there's a lot of benefits to it. What, I, I, so I have another question. What, what do you guys have planned next? I see you guys are doing the, the podcast and are you guys doing YouTube too? Like what's, what's, what's the, uh, the plan for you guys? Yeah. Um, I got on YouTube, so I was intimidated by YouTube 
um, just because I don't know. I've been on, I've watched YouTube my whole life and just, I don't know. I always been intimidated by it. So I felt comfortable with the, the audio route. So I did audio for the first year and I, I love kind of, uh, you know, like the feedback and everything and just kind of the, the fan base, the small fan base that we're able to build and it's growing. Um, and then like January, I started YouTube um, because I, because the podcast, the audio podcast is more like, I want it to be more like a show, you know, like the Oprah, the Oprah show, like the, the whatever show, right. It's more like a show and it's more like relevant up to date with me. Uh, while the YouTube, I want it to be a library of information. So the video, the videos I post might not have to, might not be connected, but they are always there. Like four years from now, someone wants to learn how to go in their inner body so they can practice presence. They'll find that video. It's right there in that playlist. If they want to learn about presence it's right there. They want to learn about appreciations right there. And so I'm growing that. Um, but also just kind of um, starting to learn more as an entrepreneur, uh, digital mm -hmm. entrepreneur. And I'm, I'm really into that lane. And I would love to talk to you off air about a lot of stuff yeah, um, like that. Too. Uh, yeah, we're starting to find some success with Leon Organics. We're, we're definitely still a startup. But here's the thing is that most people start a business thinking that they're going to open an online store and people are just going to start buying them. You oh, know, same not. same thing with, you know, if you create a digital product <laughs> or something, yeah. they just think, all right, I got to get the product out and then people will pull their credit cards out. And it just no. doesn't happen like that. I, I thought like that. That's why I, I can laugh about that mentality oh. <laughs> because my dumb ass in 2018, I had this <laughs> spiritual awakening yeah. and I went from being this, you know, poor sap that was suffering in life to I, I actually again at that point I was already kind of doing doing well and I've always done well in business it was just being too sensitive and having problems with big pharma and stuff like that fucked me up but um fuck I lost my train of thought what were we talking about um oh crap um I'm a lateral thinker, so I start thinking about something else and then I yeah. think about the first thing we we're talking about <laughs> oh, okay. big pharma was missing that yeah. Oh, you were uh, thinking about um, how you just expected people to just buy stuff? Oh, yeah, so business. So we're talking oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> Three pot smokers. <laughs> so anyway, so I mean, I learned these lessons, man. I mean, I'd love to talk to you about what I've learned because I've learned a lot. And, and we're breaking away from the pack right now. I don't know if you know anything about the CBD world, but it's the most competitive market in the fucking world. There's like 10,000 CBD companies. Mm -hmm. so um separating yourself from everybody else and stuff like that like i just thought it would be easy i thought we'd be able we have really good design i knew that from the very beginning that we probably had the best design in the industry um a lot of that's my wife we had a lot of really good things to start with but it's not enough man you got to do fucking everything in business man you have to do your seo your email marketing your uh, social media, you got to sell in person, you got to go to markets like there's, it's fucking nonstop. And that's why when you guys said about I think it was Jasmine that said it's got to be amazing to have a family business. It really fucking is it. I mean, it's, I'm so grateful for my children and my wife. And I'm also humbled by the things that my wife was able to figure out that I wasn't, you know, my wife has this amazing um female intuition she got us out of more than one really fucking bad decision that i was trying to lean us towards for whatever reason um and i was the one with the business experience i was the one that's funding everything like you know i thought 
I made this money. I'm the one that's going to be quadruple it. And I, to a good, good extent I was because I've done a lot of good things for land organics, but I'm just humbled by my wife. And I'm so grateful that we have these two kids to help spread the workload and um, help us with our passion. I'm glad I found that, that train of thought. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the, uh, well, I feel very fortunate to be in the position um, where I've gotten so much demand with no promotion, no store that I need to open up a store now because it's just too yeah, much man. to handle on my own and doing everything manually. So. Yeah. God bless you. I, I mean, I figure a big part of um, what I figured out is just give value. You know, even our strategy on, on Twitter, I, I know that the spiritual world and the um, poetic world, which are the two parts, two worlds that I'm part of in Twitter, I know that they would be good customers for Lean Organics. Um, and instead of sharing a bunch of ads and stuff like that, I try to give value. I try to do the uh, Gandhi, Gary Vanderchuk thing, jab, jab, jab right hook or whatever he says. Mm -hmm. So we give value, give value, give value, give value. And all that's by like tweets. And then you ask. Dig. Yeah. Yeah. And then I ask, follow the same know, page. So, yeah. 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 yeah so, I love Gary V. I talk about him all the time. Yeah. yeah. And it's a big part. It's a big part of the mistake that I made with mindful. The mistake I made with mindful is I, I didn't know the fashion industry at all. I was just fucking arrogant. I thought that I, if I had the money, I could, launched the site, the shit looked great, everybody was just gonna fucking buy it. But it didn't happen like that. And I, and I think the reason is because I didn't give enough value. I didn't find my audience. I didn't really say who this is for. I thought skateboarders and stuff like that would like it. Um, I didn't really go after the spiritual audience, which was, you know, kind of the where I'm at and what I'm passionate about anyway. So my idea for, for Mindful, I think it's a pretty good idea, but I'm gonna play around with it, is I wanna use my writing ability and create some cool content around this the the um the the values of mindful because the 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 values for mindful are similar to blended buddha in terms of um spiritual person who doesn't give a fuck i don't care i don't care what people think about me i don't care about the social norms and shit like that i want mindful to be like that you know kind of rebellious uh, my idea is to write kind of write short little short stories about it that help develop the brand and um, hopefully add some value and then hopefully do other type of uh, content, spiritual based content that I can offer for free there as well. But you know, as you guys know, it's difficult. So we'll figure it out. And do you mind me asking, do your, at least your, do your older kids smoke? Yeah, yeah, so they both smoke. Um, they're both trying to find balance. Um, my oldest son is actually stopping May 1st with me. Nice. So he's, he's going to be doing at least a month sober. I think he needs to do more because I don't think marijuana is good for kids. You know, I think yeah. me as an older dude, it's great for me because it helps me with pain. It helps me, you know, kind of relax, which is two things I know I need because I have pain and I'm a business owner. So I need to need to chill the fuck out sometimes but yeah. for kids it's it's not not the best sometimes and then mm -hmm. my daughter doesn't really have a problem with it she's you know first first off both of them are fucking amazing so they you know like i said they both help us with with uh Leon organics they help mm -hmm. around the house they're they're great children to me they help out with our six-year-old so 
I have no complaints with him. Um, even my son, who, you know, kind of, he wants to walk away from marijuana. Mm. Yeah, I didn't really start until maybe like 20, definitely after 21. So I must have been like, I didn't really get it into consistent use until like maybe 24, mm -hmm. which I'm really glad I didn't do that as a teenager because with an addictive personality, I can't imagine what would have happened. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but it is a powerful thing about pot and marijuana is that with the addictive personality, the worst you can do is have a bad trip or eat too much in marijuana's case, you know, mm -hmm. so, but there is a psychological aspect of it. And I think that's the big, a big part of what my, what's going on with my son is he wants to stop smoking because he's not liking the way it, it makes him feel these days. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, my wife and I are happy that he's dealing with this instead of Percocet withdrawal or something else. That's Definitely true. Yeah. Yeah. Are you guys both in Florida? No, I'm from New York. Okay. So yeah, East I grew Coast. up in South Jersey. Oh, nice. I, I kind of figured when you said East Coast, I figured it was <laughs> something tri-state based on your accent too. So Scott, yeah. um, where, do you, where do you see the whole cannabis uh, psychedelic movement heading? Because I live in Florida, right? And it's kind of like, I think one of the slower uh, progressing places as far as cannabis because there's a lot of probably old people and certain political people I think but but I see like Canada you know I see like all these places just kind of you know it seems like they're doing really well with it you know yeah, how do you so feel I've, about that so first off uh, Florida is actually getting much much better so oh, yeah? I, I, I do three things I'm an extremely busy person yeah. I've been selling technology for the last 23, 25 years, something like that. Yeah. It's how I made the money to fund these two businesses I'm launching. Yeah. I tried to um, retire um, in 2018, but they wouldn't let me leave. So um, I still do it, but I do it part-time. And one of my customers is a uh, medical mar marijuana dispensary in Florida. And number one, they're busier than ever. I mean, they're opening a new store like every week. Um, but also the state of Florida has allowed them to stay open because they recognize it as a true medical business. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's changing in Florida. I mean, Denver. Thank you. I mean, Denver, you can, Colorado, you can, it doesn't matter, man. I mean, you're not allowed to smoke in public out here, but like you can grow plants in your backyard. Nobody will care at all. I smoke pot on my front porch all the time. I mean, I put it away when I see kids because I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to be a bad influence on the kids, but nobody says anything to me ever. And then to the point where I grow outside every single year, I do a big grow outside and I went around to all my next door neighbors like, look, you know, I apologize for the smell. I am a medical user. You know, it's just for myself, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, I'm, I don't care, dude. It doesn't matter to me, man. I'm glad you're smoking pot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, so but yeah, so hopefully that attitude will make it to the rest of the U.S. Yeah, and I started, please. I started talking about this earlier and I got sidetracked is I'm so proud to be a part of the hemp industry, man, because hemp is, hemp is cannabis, which cannabis has two species, marijuana and hemp. I don't think they're truly considered species, but it's a good way to think of them. The real difference is THC. If it has more than 0.3% THC, it's considered marijuana. Anything less, it's considered industrial hemp. Um, That's yeah, point, point 0.3, so way less than 1%. Wow, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing, though, is that hemp is going to completely replace plastic. Mm -hmm. 
you know, plastic wow. is plaguing our world right now. Um, pl it, hemp plastic can do everything, everything that regular plastic can do, and it can be cheaperly grown, cheap, made cheaper. Um, and it'll take the consolidation of power away from the Dow chemicals and shit like that and give it back to all the fucking farmers that are growing the shit now. So it helps with wealth redistribution. It helps us become more sustainable. Think about trees. Trees take decades, two decades minimum for a tree to grow to full maturity. We chop those fucker down just because we want toilet paper or paper or whatever. Hemp is going to completely get rid of that. A hemp plant grows to full maturity in 120 days. Damn. You, you, can, you can create hemp paper, which is stronger, more durable. You can create hemp paper for much cheaper than you can for cutting down all those beautiful trees. Um, next is construction. So hemp construction, hemp concrete is going to what future houses are probably going to be made out of because it's cheaper and it's better than what we have right now. And then hemp fuel. Hemp fuel is completely biodegradable, completely uh, carbon neutral. So as it burns in our cars, it's not fucking up the atmosphere anymore. When hemp grows in the ground, it takes um, uh, toxins out of the ground. It absorbs toxins out of the ground. It makes our soil better. So the problem that we're having uh, in, in, with farming is we've over-farmed and the soil's fucked up. Hemp reverses that. All of these things what? come from the cannabis plant. Yes. What? This is the real reason why marijuana has been illegal for the last 70 years or 100 years, however long it's been. It's because of hemp. The, the, industry, the big industries knew it would fuck up their shit, so they lumped hemp, hemp and marijuana together, and then they further lumped marijuana into uh, more dangerous drugs like heroin and stuff like that. So that, this is how it happened. And then all of the bad things that happened because of this, like it, uh -huh. uh, um, yeah. African-Americans getting locked up at a, uh, a um, dis, uh, appropriate rate and all that stuff and yep. the drug mm -hmm. war, like all of this for a little plant that can save our world. Wow. So well, what you guys having me on, man. This is awesome. So what's yeah. been, yeah, of course, man. But what's been the shift in consciousness? Like with why has, cause I remember a while ago, it was like, I didn't even, when did Denver come around? Because I remember it was like no place was legal and it was like still so badly perceived. And then like out yeah. of nowhere, you know, it's like what Denver, California, like Seattle, I don't know what happened. And now it's like, it's like, you know, you said. Yeah, I think Cali led the way. I mean, we've always been a bunch of hippies out in Colorado. Hell it's yeah. like, I'm, I'm not a Colorado <laughs> native, but I will fucking never leave Colorado. Cause it's, I'm a hippie, man. That's who I am. So, um, 2009 ish, I think we got a medical program. We were the first in 2014 to have a recreational program. And that's where, in my opinion, where it really, things really started to shift. Mm -hmm. And, you, you know, I don't know if you guys know anything about Colorado, but I was afraid that our uh, cell phone coverage and internet coverage wasn't going to work today because so many people have moved to Colorado that they can't keep up with the bandwidth. Wow. Verizon, AT&T, Sprint, they're spread to their limit. They can't, they can't take on any more customers. Everything's slow. Our internet, we went from having like gigabit internet when we were living on the East Coast to I think it's like 60 or something like that. It's horrible. Like we can barely like stream two, two TVs at once. It's all because people are moving here because cannabis is the future. Hey, can I ask you something? So... Yeah. 
So, you know, one thing that always kind of uh, bothers, not bothers me, but one thing I think about is like American infrastructure, right? Like if you think about New York City or whatever, and look, I know nothing about politics or, you know, economy or whatever, but the buildings are getting old and you have to replace all the infrastructure, blah, 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 and whatever. And, but I was thinking, you know, like, man, the middle, you know, like kind of like the middle region of the United States is kind of like not less developed, but you know, there's less like, my point is if we build up from there and we build things like, you know, like, cause there's a lot of farms over there, right? Like farming lands mm-hmm. and stuff. And what you said about a lot the, of open space, right? What you said about the positive effects, effects of cannabis to the soil yeah. and everything else. Like, you know, I just think, man, this can be a really good thing for how we're going well, that's, to. That is what's happening in Colorado. We're built, like I'm part of it. So I live in Northwest Denver. I don't even think we're considered Denver anymore, to be honest. Although if I put Denver on my um, mail, it'll still come to me. But where we're at is um, they're calling it the new West or the new North or something like that. Because mm-hmm. so many people have moved in and they've come to this area that all of this infrastructure is just being built, like gas oh, stations. Is shopping. this all? Is this all because of cannabis? Like not I mean, all, I, but like a majority of it. I was, yeah, yeah, man, yeah. It's. I think the majority of it is because of cannabis. Well, so this is creating. So, how much untapped potential are we talking about here? Economically, uh, economically. Economically, I just read a, a figure: seventeen billion. So, seventeen billion is is how much hemp can put into the U.S. economy, wow. uh, hemp and marijuana. I think that includes both of them, yeah. 17 billion. And then, like I said, that's being redistributed to farmers. That's being redistributed to the people that are actually doing the work instead of some big company that owns a patent wow. on some, some compound that's poisonous to our fucking earth. Wow. wow. That's powerful. That's powerful. Yeah. Wow. Well, I really am fascinated by the subject and I kind of want to stay around here real quick. Like, so do you think the U.S. Um, will be a powerhouse of it? Because China is huge on CBD, I heard. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, well, I mean, the thing, the, the thing that uh, we have to remember about China is that they never legalized, uh, disle- or they never made hemp illegal. They only made marijuana illegal. So yeah. they have, they have a, a much more um, mature hemp program, but we, we grow better stuff out here. And our CBD ratios yeah. are much higher in, in wow. Colorado than they are because they weren't growing it for CBD. They were growing it for fibers and stuff like that. Um, but I, I think, I think I, and I love that you brought this up to um, business and money and the economy and shit like that is, you know, as, as horrible as this, um, coronavirus thing has been going i think it's good for people to chill the fuck out man i'm certainly yep. enjoying it like people don't this rat race of it's all based around this idea of value that we all blindly fucking chase this rat race of business and commercialism and capitalism it's just people trying to prove their value in the world and one of the powerful things this is this is why I'm, another reason why i'm such an advocate of cannabis and why, why I stick by Blunted Buddha, even though there are some contradictions at the higher level of cannabis and uh, marijuana. Fuck, I lost my train of thought again. God damn it. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. What was I talking about? Let's, we'll find it, we'll find it. Yeah, I took a lot of edibles before this, so bear with me, guys. Hey, how many milligrams are they, do you take? 
I, I, everything I do is homegrown these days. So um, I, my wife made it for me. Uh, it was just a cocoa, um, coconut oil, and I mixed it in my coffee. So I, I don't know how much, if I had to guess, I'd say probably like 50 milligrams, maybe more. Is that, so, okay, so that's what I have, but I haven't tried it yet. Like, I just got it today. Uh, yeah, f- 50 milligrams is, is a bit high for you if you're, you want to stay around 5 to 10 milligrams. So, so that's like how much of the caffeine? Yeah, and like, this is one of the good things that happened with Colorado is they were able to precisely say, okay, this is a good dose for somebody you know, five milligrams is yeah. safe for anybody. You might not so, feel it if you have a high tolerance, Yeah, but it's not going to fucking kill you if you're okay. not kill you, but make you have a bad uh, um, edible experience. So 50 is like, if I, what, what, what I want to take, just like, just to like, if I'm really trying to get there one day, like just for whatever reason, for one time, yeah. like 50 is, is a good move I, or not? I mean, I'm, I'm hesitant because edibles are the, the one way of taking uh, cannabis that you can really, you know, you can't, nobody's ever died from a cannabis overdose ever. There's never been a report of it, but you can fuck you. You can have a bad trip, almost like a bad trip. Like it's, it's just overwhelming, you know? I wouldn't worry about that. Like I wouldn't worry, like I'm not worried about that, but um so, okay, so if there's a taffy, right? If I have like a normal size candy and like, this is just literally for me personally, right? So 50 milligram. And uh, when I usually uh, uh, smoke or something, it will be like, uh, like I only do like a third of a joint. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I don't really need that much. Cause you know, but yeah. Um, so how much would you recommend? Like half of a candy of a 50 yeah. milligram or a third or? Yeah, yeah, you can go 25 milligrams isn't going isn't gonna to bring on a bad high, I think. If you go 50 milligrams, that might be a little bit too much for your system. What if so I went like that? Would that yeah, be too you def- You'll definitely still get high. Dude. Okay, I'm just going to test it because that's yeah. the one thing. Like, for me, it's like I never enjoyed it when I put myself in a bad environment back in high school, right? Bad environment and then, and then like, just stress and then, like, just kind of two or three blunts, you know, like, at mm-hmm. a time or something like um but but everyone is different though you know yeah i think um, it comes down to intentions too we were talking about this oh. earlier like so, set setting good catch um, uh, intentions. sorry real quick question so and, and these are kind of personal questions for me honestly um before we end this because uh we gotta go but um how do you function better because i noticed that okay you know the so i actually got arrested uh for cannabis so um I re- when coronavirus hit, I literally just got off of it, uh, off of the, you know, the legal issues and stuff. So, wow. um, so, but you know, now that I'm Sorry back, it's like that. just the first time. No, 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 no. It was the most, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be where I am today. Cause that's yeah. when I realized just cause I was like really mindful and empty headed, like, uh, yeah. you know, like clear. That's I, why you have good vibes. You know that, right? Andy is the way you explain that. Cause we make chaos out of order by our stories yeah. we create in our brain yeah. and you yeah. created a beautiful story around what happened. And that's why you vibe so high. Yeah. I didn't even mean to really, but it just yeah. kind of means a lot to me. Um, but yeah, like I hit the place, I hit the point where I was just kind of like, cause I come from a mindfulness background. Like that was my nice. background, right? Like I, I, that's where I got my start. Like that's when I, my life changed. But then eventually I realized like, oh, like I, I, I don't, I realized I didn't have a high vibration because I got into like more of the Abraham Hicks stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And, and so I started to realize like, oh, my external reality, like, you know, if I was getting, if all these negative things like heartbreaks, arrests, and like all these things are happening to me, I honestly, obviously do not have a high vibration. I probably, 
I had more of like a neutral vibration. So mm -hmm. my life literally changed June 5th, literally when I realized I had to raise my vibration. And, um, but, um, I, yeah, I, was I really want to year? June that last 5th, year? 2019. 19. Okay. Yeah. So it was pretty recent. It's, you know, um, almost a year but ever since then life has been like yeah. a but you empower time. yourself like i said you really empower yourself by the way that you explained it to yourself because um like i said the, that's the false uh, formations and stuff like that that we create it's all yeah. just ideas we create these yeah. ideas oh this is what happened to me it happened yeah. to me because of this because this dude was yeah. black and i was asian yeah. and yeah like we create all these false fucking things that yeah. just don't but the way that you explained it was beautiful yeah, and I love how we can connect on the mindfulness, presence, you know, enlightenment type mm -hmm. of thing. Because I, I don't talk about that as much, uh, just because it's not as relevant in my life. Um, yeah, we could do this, another podcast about that, that and business, like the business questions Dude, that you have. Need, I want to do. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we need to talk yeah. off air, too, man. Yeah, I, I don't consider myself a master at all when it comes to hey, business. Be, me, be careful me neither. people that do. Be yeah, careful nah. of people that do, because everybody thinks it's easy. Nah. Everybody reads these Gary Vanderchuk books and whatever, and like I can do that. Shit's fucking hard. Well, <laughs> like I, and yes, it, I yeah. reluctantly do it because I oh, I remember what we were talking about the rat race. I, re yeah. I I reluctantly do it because you know I'm against this rat race, man. I think this whole downtime is good for people. I think that what's going to change and marijuana is going to be a big part of it because this is what marijuana does to people's psyche, is it makes them not care about the finding value in the world. It makes them not care about uh, impressing other people. I'm content mm -hmm. where the fuck I'm at. I'm enjoying myself right now. Hell yeah. You know, so I think marijuana will, will make it so people are less consumer uh, driven and le less like trying to impress people and stuff like that. Yeah. And more realistic. Yeah. You know, because um, that stuff isn't realistic. It's, it's chasing something false. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's such a bummer that for some people, it's like the people I feel need bud the most are completely against yeah. it. It's like it's <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's our it's our job to change their mind, guys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so how do you so these are personal questions I just want to ask you real quick, real quickly. Um just quick answers. How do you um uh kind of stay stay focused or um how do I say this? On cannabis. Like it kind of like Mm, how do you enjoy it? How do you use it for, for yourself? Like, instead of, you know, just kind of letting it kind of, or going down a wrong mental path or something like, cause does it help you focus your intentions better? Cause I noticed that that's something that I've, I've recently noticed is kind of like, Hey, like if I set intentions, if I focus on one thing or whatever, um, like it actually helps when I'm on, on it. No. Me personally, it just helps me relax. You know, like I said, I okay. still work a nine to five and I got two startups. I have three kids. I'm married. Yeah. Very, very busy life. So gotcha. that that first hit every single day, I'm like, oh, yes. this is fucking amazing. Because I'm past that part where weed makes me anxious. I think if you use it yeah. a lot, that anxiousness and nervousness yeah. goes away for the Definitely. most part, unless you take yeah. a lot of edibles or whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, that, I mean, that's that's what it is for me. And I, but I think you're on to something. I think that setting an intention and using the, the medicine because it is medicine properly is important. Um, do you have anything to say about any type of like um, of, uh, conscious practices with cannabis or why would you even uh, combine those two things instead of just being sober about it? 
Yeah, I, I would urge people again to check out this art, heart math stuff. They got some really dope science around their stuff. And you can change the way you feel by the way, changing the way that you breathe. It's actually easier. Oh, hell do, yeah. Yeah, you can actually easier change the way you feel with breath than you can with thought because your, your nervous system responds immediately to breath. Within five yes. minutes of breathing a specific way, your nervous system changes. Well, Versus with thought, yeah. thoughts are slippery and stuff like that. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to keep talking about it. Yeah, I would forget it if I didn't finish. No, no, I'm yeah. done. I'm done. Okay, well, because, um, well, the thing is like, when you are doing breath work, you're focused on your breath. So that alone is like a meditation. Yeah, like, it is. It's, taking, it's mindful. It's like, it's like, um, it's still movement. Like you're moving, but you're finding stillness in the repetition. Yes. yes. And if you're struggling with negative thoughts, right? I, like you said, like, I would never recommend try to be positive. If you're struggling with negative thoughts, I will return to your breath or return to the present yeah. moment or mindfulness. I never, ever tell people to practice appreciation when they're feeling bad i always tell people to yeah. practice people to practice appreciation or things of that nature when they're feeling good because everyone at any point during the day they feel good for at least a small duration and yeah. it's about extend it's about extending that rather than fighting you make, the you make me want to check out your content man i have you that's, have some some other stuff man i want to check it fuck, out dude. That's all the fuck i talk yeah. about i literally it's, there's so many people's lives have changed because of these teachings and that's why i'm so fucking passionate about it because yeah well i get crazy, an authenticity man. from you and talking to you now that i you know I, I it's impossible for me to get that over tweets even if i listen to someone else's conversation i'm trying to tune into someone else's conversation versus us talking and i can feel it from you man i can feel your the way that you in you, you as well jasmine i can feel that the you guys are in a good place <laughs> thank you thank you so much Okay, um, we got to end this because we, we got to go. But, hey, I'm going to be messaging you, man. So just be aware of that. It's been a pleasure. Seriously, this yeah. is awesome. Yeah, my platform is um, mm -hmm. about spreading love, you know, yeah. trying to get men and women to love each other yep, again. Yep, I'm trying yep. to get the racists to love each yep. other again. I'm trying uh -huh. to get gay people and non-gay people to love uh -huh. each other again. Like, it's just silly that people fight over these dumb fucking things. Let's just love uh -huh. each other. Uh -huh. And where can people find you? Uh, Twitter, Buddha underscore Blunted, I believe. If not, find me somewhere. Yeah, I got uh, you. Link in Blunted, Blunted, BluntedBuddha.com is my website. I got a couple blogs up. I'm about to release another one. Um, and I'm also on IG. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. All right.